Welcome to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Each week, Adam takes you on a guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past. If you'd like to support our efforts, go to patreon.com forward slash Omaha and consider becoming a patron for a few dollars a month. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash Omaha. Well, hey, today we're going to talk about uh, the early leaders in Omaha. And I don't believe most people will think that an early leader is Brigham Young, but that is in fact true. Talk about that. You know, when I was growing up in North Omaha, we had all kinds of stories about the neighborhood and the community. And and one of the stories that always came through, but I never learned much about, was those Mormons. Uh, The Church of Latter-day Saints came through in 18... 46, they came into the uh, north, north Omaha area up at Florence. Uh, They were granted permission by an Indian agent in Pottawatomie County, uh, there in Iowa, in Council Bluffs, and north of Council Bluffs. And this Indian agent gave them permission to uh, cross the river and to go ahead and stay temporarily in Indian territory, Indian country, they called it, Nebraska at that point. This is about a decade before. Uh, Omaha was founded and more than 15, almost 20 years before the state was created. So these Mormons come along, they cross the Missouri River, and they land on the west side of the Missouri, uh, up by Florence. They called it rock bottom at that point, because the Missouri River was hard, and it was easy to float a ferry across the river right there, uh, where the present-day Mormon bridge is. So these folks came across the river. 1846 in the in the early part of the year, in the spring of the year, after the last thaw and before the summer heat really kicked in. And they rode up the hillside, and uh, they were granted permission to camp down on the river, but they took that kind of liberally, and they ended up about eh, two, maybe two miles uh, west of the Missouri, right off of what we know today as Mormon Bridge Road. Um, they got up Mormon Bridge to, to the area where Mormon Bridge Road is today, and they went south into a valley that's right there. At that point, it was a gigantic, lush, fertile valley that was wide open. Uh, There were rolling hills on each side, and the valley had a nice, smooth bottom. And They went along that southwards for just a ways until they were at present-day Young Street, almost. There at Young Street, the Mormons created a brand-new town, a temporary town, but a town all the same. It had houses and cabins and lean-tos and shelters made out of wagons. It had... Uh, wealthier people and poorer people. Uh, it had a sheriff and a school and stores and a park and a town square. I mean, it was a complete town because there were more than 2,000 people who were right there with uh, traveling as a, you know, with the Mormon troop as they went west towards Salt Lake City. So they founded this town, and they named it after the guy who, one of the guys who was leading the unit at that point. His last name was Cutler, and the area was called Cutler's Park. Now, Cutler's Park is rarely mentioned in North Omaha history, and Brigham Young isn't really mentioned as a leader. But the fact being is Brigham Young led the um, the Mormon Brigade to Cutler's Park at that point and founded the first neighborhood in the Omaha area proper. So in a sense, Brigham Young was right on the cutting edge of community leaders in North Omaha. Yeah. Now, that's not, that's not all we know about the Mormons. We know that eventually, uh, within a couple months, actually, the tribes— there in the area, the Ponca and the Omaha, complained to the Indian agent that the Mormons had come in and taken up one of their best hunting grounds. 
So the Indian agent came over and had the Mormons evacuate that area back to where they were told they could camp, which was down on the Missouri River. And that's how Winter Quarters, as we know it today, was founded a couple months after. That's also why the Mormons weren't prepared when they buckled in. They didn't have a chance to build as nice a place as they did when they were at Cutler's Park just two miles west. And it cost them lives. And that's how the Mormon Cemetery was started uh, because of all the folks who died in those winters there at, winters, at Winter Quarters. You can learn all about that from the awesome Mormon Trail Visitor Center that's in Florence right there. Yeah, and I, and I will tell you, if you go to the Visitor Center, you know, if, if you're Mormon, great. You know, I mean, that's, that's, uh, that, that's great. It's a good place to go. If you're not Mormon, if you're not interested in becoming a Mormon, just let them know. You know, just tell them you're there to, to, to uh, get a tour of the place, and uh, you'll find the folks are really nice, and, you know, it's, it's, it's all good. And so it is a really nice visitor center. I was amazed at uh, what they've got there, you know, kind of a, you know, kind of a jewel. You know, the other landmark that's right there uh, in North Omaha still today is the Florence Mill. Yeah, um, it's it's been called a dozen names over the years, but the fact of the matter is today there's a wonderful proprietor. Her name is Linda Meigs, and Linda has renovated, restored, and beautified the mill into just a way that it's never been before. She's also done a lot of uh, historical um, integrity work and, and real preservation work to make sure that what she has is maintained. And one of the things that they found there in the Florence Mill are actual timbers used by Brigham Young and his team to build the mill in 1847. That's crazy. And, and, and it's incredible. And, and that's the only structure left from Winter Quarters, right? The only thing that we can see today that we know is absolutely from Winter Quarters would be the mill. There's some speculation, Steve. There are a couple of houses in, that are in the Florence neighborhood that uh, might fit the bill for being really, really old, You know, that have timbers buried in the basement kind of thing. But the one that we know for sure is definitely the mill. Um, that we can go and see right now, and I encourage everybody to do that. The Florence Mill is awesome. Yeah, it is. It's 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 really cool. Now, the town of Florence was founded by James Mitchell. So let, let's talk about that. Winter quarters. Uh, the Mormons packed up and left after a really hard winter uh, in the spring and uh, continued their uh, you know route out to uh, what it was eventually Salt Lake City. But James Mitchell founded the town of Florence basically at the site of Winter Quarters. Is that true? So picture this. You have all these temporary buildings that are put up, stores and schools and all of this, and, and houses, lots of houses. And the Mormons really came through in earnest for about five years. Um, you know, there was, there was kind of wave after wave of these Mormon brigades as they headed west. Uh, they did some recruiting. They brought some folks over from Europe, this kind of thing. And they were going to Salt Lake, and they are going to found their promised land. Well, in the meantime... They had these buildings in, in the Florence area, what we know as Florence today. They had laid out a grid map um, that I have available on NorthOmahaHistory.com that folks can see there. And on that grid map, you can see some of the streets that they used at that point are still in Florence today. Well, James Mitchell was a businessman. He was working over on the Iowa side of the river, and he had his eyeball on winter quarters. Uh, and he noticed that folks kept leaving, and they'd just leave their buildings behind. So as soon as Nebraska was open for settlement, James Mitchell filed claim to the section of land where Florence is today. And James Mitchell named it after his wife's niece. Uh, and thus the town of Florence was born. It, it was a long, slow climb, but he was definitely one of those early, early leaders that we talked about. Okay, now here's, here's a name I love. Erastus Beetle. Yeah, Beetle. Heck of a guy. 
Beetle one, wrote a wonderful diary about his uh, time in Nebraska uh, that I definitely recommend. Um, but Erastus Beetle was an agent for a group of investors in New York State. Uh, these investors lived in a little town in New York State called Saratoga Springs. And they wanted to start the Saratoga Springs of the Wild West. So they sent a guy there in their town out to Nebraska, to the Nebraska Territory at that point, to uh, buy a section of land and start a town. And this Erastus Beetle hopped on the train, and he took the train all the way to Des Moines, and then he took a cart and wagon from Des Moines into the Omaha, brand new, uh, soon-to-be-settled Omaha area. Well, when uh, he got to Omaha, he noticed that there was this little chunk of land immediately to the north of Omaha, in between what we know today as Omaha and Florence. And he took this chunk of land, and he founded a township there. The, now, a township was a gigantic section of land. It wasn't just, like, you know, these four blocks make a town kind of thing. Eurastus Beetle's section of land that he founded a township on went from the Missouri River at that point, which also included what we understand today as Carter Lake. Uh, it included that because that was part of the Missouri River. And he went all the way west, all the way past 42nd Street, out to 60th, what we know today as 60th Street. Wow. And that was one township. Wow. And Erastus Beetle named the township in honor of his investor's hometown, Saratoga. One of the great assets of that land, and one of the reasons why he chose it, was because right down on the river, uh, right down on the bluffs, uh, what, what we know today as the bluffs, uh, they led down to the river bottoms, and there was, a, there was some natural springs right there, artesian springs that shot, shot up uh, water fresh from, the, from, from deep in the earth. Uh, now, the only problem with these springs is that they had a little smell to them, and that smell was the smell of sulfur. So Eurastus Beetle named this little area right at the base of the cliffs Sulphur Springs. The Sulphur Springs uh, town was right on the Missouri River, and it was a landing dock for um, Missouri River steamboats. These, his whole idea was that it was going to be a steamboat haven because winter quarters, as great as it was, wasn't right on the river. It was up just a little bit. And Omaha, for what it was, had a great steamboat landing uh, and had an established crossing, but Erastus Beetle believed that his crossing would be better and would attract more settlers and investment. So this was in 1854, and right in that period, Omaha was getting started, Florence was getting started, and Erastus Beetle's town of Saratoga was getting started. So we have Sulphur Springs down on the river that was part of the town of Saratoga. Saratoga itself was founded up at 24th and Grand Avenue that we know today, and you and I are going to talk about that in another um, podcast, but it's worth mentioning at this point because Eurastus Beetle's investment and his kind of stewardship of the money that was brought in by those investors uh, really helped to found and, and create some of that early momentum. If not for the city of Omaha, then for Saratoga. And what we'll learn about later on is that Saratoga actually boomed because of that work. But it was a hidden boom, and Omaha doesn't talk about it today. But we see, I see Eurastus Beetle as really being one of the early community leaders there in North Omaha. Now we're going to fast forward a little bit, and this is a name that people will remember, the, the Kuntz brothers, uh, for, for like three reasons. First of all, there's a, a, a Lutheran church uh, downtown uh, named Kuntz Memorial. There is Kuntz Place up in, uh, up in North Omaha, and uh, they were the founders of the First National Bank of Omaha. Is that correct? That's absolutely right. You know, the Kuntz brothers, they, they did a lot of things around Omaha, and, and those big three are really the summary, but there's a lot more in, in, that we couldn't possibly uh, elaborate on enough. You know, Herman Kuntz was a community leader in North Omaha in the sense that 
he had the vision to see North Omaha becoming something that he could make money off of. And, you know, you and I both know there's lots of different kinds of leaders. You know, folks listening to this podcast can think about economic leaders. They can think about social leaders, political leaders, cultural leaders, religious leaders. Well, Coots definitely fell into that economic realm. He was a moneymaker, and that was his intention. So he invested in a gigantic chunk of North Omaha that you just mentioned uh, that was called Coots Place when it was founded. And the Coons Place has taken on a lot of different identities over the years for a lot of different reasons. And we're going to talk about that in another podcast as well. But one of the most important things to recognize is that without Herman Coons' investment in North Omaha, the city of Omaha itself as a whole wouldn't have developed as healthy and whole and happy as it did for a lot of people. Uh, and it wouldn't have become what it is today. Uh, and like I said, we'll talk about that more. But to know that Herman Coons, he poured money into North Omaha for sure. And we're, we're going to have a, a program on Kuhn's Place uh, coming up uh, uh, in, a, in another podcast to come. In our next podcast, we're going to talk about uh, African Americans uh, mo- moving to, to Omaha. And thanks for joining us for uh, this episode of the North Omaha History Podcast with Adam Fletcher Sassy. Uh, if you'd like to support our efforts, go to patreon.com forward slash Omaha. Consider becoming a Patreon for just a couple of bucks a month. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Omaha. Adam, you got a whole bunch of books on Amazon, don't you? Absolutely. I've got three big books on uh, North Omaha history specifically. Volume one covers the people, places, and different activities that happened that really laid the foundation for North Omaha. One of the fun things about these three books is that they're not chronological. Instead, they're topical. Uh, In the second book, I really dive into the parks and the streets and the weather events and lots of different uh, organizations that made North Omaha what it was. And then in the third volume, Steve, I jump into really – a lot of the other things. Uh, I go into some of the roles of the specific neighborhoods, uh, into some of the different businesses and organizations, and then into the architecture of the neighborhood and the community as a whole. So, yeah, definitely. Oh, fantastic. And and I love your blog, NorthOmahaHistory.com, and, and your Facebook page, North, North Omaha History. So check those out. And until next time, uh, I'm Steve. For Adam, thanks, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Join us next week as Adam takes you on another guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past.